Hey there. Welcome back to Legal Mumbo Jumbo with Houston divorce and family law attorney Ashley Nicole Green. This is a 10 to 15 minute session where she will discuss frequently asked questions and or provide you with some good old information on how to navigate through those areas. So let's get started with some Legal Mumbo Jumbo. Hi there. Welcome back to episode two of season two of Legal Mumbo Jumbo. My name is Ashley Nicole Green, and I am your host. I'm a Houston family law and divorce attorney, and I'm really excited to talk to you guys about today's topic. Today's topic is planning for your divorce case, specifically your finances. So let's go ahead and jump in. I wanted to first start off um, by telling you guys how this topic came about, because I feel like it's helpful for people to understand. So that way, when they have those thoughts, they can be like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm having those thoughts and I may need to go listen to Ashley's podcast. So I have been practicing law since 2015 and um, and going through divorce cases and child custody cases with clients. The obvious is that when there's children involved, their children are the most important you know, concern. They want to make sure that their children are going to be okay. They want to make sure they're going to see their children. They want to make sure they're going to have a relationship with their children. And they sometimes forget about the financial aspect of a divorce case. And I get it. I'm a mom now, right? Um, to a two-year-old, almost three. Um, and I get that the idea of focusing on that is important at that time. But what I started noticing is, is that as the cases progressed towards the end of it, then the clients would say, well, how am I going to financially provide for my child? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to take care of my child? And the reality was, was that they were so concerned about maybe, you know, the aspect of visitation and the aspect of, you know, how much um, rights they would have as far as their child that they forgot that them being a good parent also meant that they had to actually financially provide for their child. And so what I started doing is on the offset, you know, and a lot of my clients, they tell me, Ashley, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. And I remind them, no, you need to care about this because financially planning will make you a better parent and it will make you less hard on yourself at the end of this divorce because you won't feel guilty um, that you didn't plan financially, right? So that's why we're talking about today's topic. So the first thing that we're going to talk about underneath the financial planning is retirement accounts. And what I mean by retirement accounts um, are the following. Your 401k or your spouses, um, your pension, your IRA, your 403b, all of those things are included when I'm talking about retirement. The same can be true for a e-trading account um, that you may have, stocks, bonds, shares that you may own. These are also included when I say retirement today, okay? What I want you to do is in planning for your divorce, specifically your finances, is I want you to go and pull the retirement statements from the date when you and your spouse got married to see how much was in there and then see, or I guess the month right before you got married, because anything earned during the marriage is community. So we want to know how much was in there before the date of marriage. And then I want you to pull your current statement. The reason why I'm encouraging you to consider doing that is because if there was any money in that account prior to the date of marriage, that will be consumed, considered 
separate property and not community property. Now, the thing to note is that any money earned or interest earned on the money in that account is considered community because that is money earned during the marriage. Okay, so don't forget that little point. That kind of confuses some of our clients sometimes, and I have to remind them, well, yes, this is interest earned from money you had in this account prior to your marriage, but it's earned during the marriage, so the interest is community. So once you do that, then I also want you to make sure that you consider any loans, okay? Loans on any retirement accounts. A lot of people take out loans against their retirement because, one, it's cheaper, and, two, you're paying back yourself and not the bank or whoever else, right? So you want to consider those because that will be important in your negotiation, um, in your mediations, in your trials, all of that. It's important to know how much is um, in loans on those accounts. You also want to then kind of jot down what those loans were used for. That's very important. Okay, a lot of people um, forget this point and we get through their divorce and they'll say, well, I we did take out that loan, Ashley, but, you know, we use it specifically for my husband's you know, property that he inherited from his mother to, you know, fix the floors and paint the house or whatever, fix the roof. And so that's important. Your attorney needs to know it because that was money obviously taken out from a retirement account, but was specifically used to the benefit of the other spouse's separate property. Okay, so make a little note about that. The second thing you need to consider is what it is that you are going to be entitled to from that account, okay? So traditionally what we see is that the courts are going to try to get as close to a 50-50 division of anything earned during the marriage, okay? That's not always the case, but traditionally that's what the courts try to um, do here in the Houston and surrounding areas. Um, We have a fair, equitable, just and equitable division is what um, we are required to do here in Texas. So. In knowing that, you want to figure out once you know what you're going to be entitled to or maybe possibly what you're entitled to, you need to determine if you're going to be getting that money from a quadro, which is a qualified domestic relations order, or if there's a specific form that is used for the um, financial institution or the retirement plan or the plan administrator to be able to access that money, okay? What I mean by that is, I'll give you an example. Vanguard has their own form that they use to be able to take money out that is um, awarded to someone in a divorce and give that person their money. You can go and do a quadro all day long, but they're going to require that that form be executed in a particular way and you provide particular documents for them to transfer those funds to the party that was awarded them in the divorce. So start trying to, you know, gather that information, especially if you know you're going to be the person um, that's receiving that, you know, get the list of the plan names, how much is in them, the account numbers. That is always very helpful to your attorney. The second thing I want you to start um, doing to plan for your divorce, specifically your finances, is to make a list of the bank accounts that you have. Okay, so 
a good way to do this is, you know, nowadays people don't always have their bank statements come to the house. Um, but to sit down with your spouse and say, okay, how many accounts do we have, right? Um, what accounts do you have? You make a list of the accounts that you have and you jot those down, you know, Bank of America, checking account, Chase, savings account, um, business account, Bank of America, whatever it is that you have, write those out because what we have seen is that people forget particular accounts. And I'm also including like crypto. Okay. Cryptocurrency is really big right now. So those are considered accounts as well. Cash apps, um, Venmo accounts. Those are all accounts that need to be written down and the amounts that are in those need to be written down and recorded as well so that you can be able to have that to pass that information on to your attorney for them to curate your inventory and appraisement. A good way to um, also kind of like plan for um, the divorce and specifically your finances is to run a credit report. So this is the third thing. Run a credit report. This will give you a quick um, summary of any debts that you have, liabilities, how much is owed on things. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Run a credit report, get that over to your attorney. It's also going to help you as well because you're going to be able to see, okay, once, you know, maybe I forgot about that credit card bill that has $10,000 owed on it because my spouse pays it now. Right. And you forget that, oh man, once this divorce is finalized, I'm going to have to start paying that again. So it's important to do your credit report because it's going to give you a, um, like I said, a summary of those things. The fourth thing is, is to make sure that you get any type of appraisals done or business valuations or valuations on any type of um, boats or antiques or anything of that sort done as quickly as possible. This will help, again, plan for your divorce financially. What I mean is, let's say that you have a home. Let's say with that home, you believe that the value of the home is, I don't know, 200000 And your spouse believes that the home is worth 300000 And let's say that the appraisal district says that the house is worth 250000 Well, you guys are all over the board, right? <laughs> I will tell you, though, if you don't get an appraisal done, the court's going to go with the appraisal district's website of value amount. So if you don't get an appraisal done by a professional, just know that that will be your fallback that the courts will use. But otherwise, get an appraisal done. It costs a few hundred dollars. Um, I've had cases where individuals have gotten an appraisal done and it's increased the value by, you know, anywhere between 20 to 30,000. So it can really matter when you're talking about dividing assets, especially if a spouse is going to keep a home and you're trying to figure out how much equity is in that home. So that's really important to do as well. The same can be true for any boats. Get a, you know, get someone to come out and value the boat. Get somebody to go out and value any property that you have disputes about. Vehicles. All of these things are important to make sure that you do. The next thing that you want to make sure that you do, um, which is the fifth thing, is make sure that you take time to sit down with your spouse to determine what it is that you guys agree on. Do you agree on particular values of a property? Do you agree that particular accounts, um, bank accounts will go to you versus them? Do they agree that there was X amount of money in the retirement account before marriage? That is helpful because then your attorney will not spend time going 
over things that you guys already agree on, okay? And it'll narrow down the issues and it'll save you money, which is important as well. And then lastly, the sixth thing that I want you to do to prepare for your divorce case financially is to figure out what will be needed if you're wanting to refinance a home, a car, or a private loan. This is very, very important because a lot of times people say, I want to keep the house or I'm going to keep the car or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. But the reality is, is that they forget that they may not qualify for the refinance once the case is the divorce case is done because you don't have a two household income anymore. Right. So it's important that you consider those things and you might need to specifically for your car. Okay, let's say that your spouse is okay with them staying on the vehicle loan. Um, get that refinanced while you're still married. Okay, because you'll probably have a less of a um, denial rate and you probably will have um, a lower interest rate as well with a two party um, income versus a one party. So nonetheless, I hope this information was helpful to you guys. I always love to do these podcasts. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can shoot me an email at a green team at lawofficegreen.com. I would love to chat with you. If you're interested in planning a more detailed planning session outside of this checklist that you created today, I do offer a one-on-one coaching, um, and I would love to have the opportunity to coach you. It's a three-hour session where it is recorded, and we sit down and we come up with a plan, and we make sure that you have some documents gathered. So until next time, you guys take care, and bye for now.